This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Are you talking? Well, say hello, my pretty girl. Your mommy's saving grace. My little gracie girl. Hey guys, welcome to an episode of Hot Marriage Cool Parents. Doug isn't here today because we have a brand new baby in our family. I'm an auntie again, and he's an uncle. Little Zachary Douglas Hayner made his debut, and he's the cutest little nugget. I wanted to give a quick shout out to... Katie Joy B. She gave us a beautiful five-star review and she called us the authentic parents paradise. Jamie, Doug, and their incredible guests provide authentic and vulnerable insight and advice for families from every walk of life. Engaging, inspiring, and informative are just a few of the words I used to describe the time you'll spend with them. Thanks so much for putting out such a robust resource, guys. Keep up the great work. Jeez, Katie, thank you so much. That was such a nice review. I really appreciate it. Uh, And that Gracie chatter... Oh my goodness. I hope you guys loved it. It was from when she was about two months old and she was just finding her voice. And I found that video and I was like, oh, I have to share this with you guys on the podcast. And another thing I really wanted to share with you guys is the Himalaya app. It is an absolutely free app. You can organize all your favorite podcasts. You can find our podcast on there. You can actually interact with Doug and I. We can act, we read every single comment that's on there and we reply to them. Love finding you guys over there on the Himalaya app and chatting with you there because the iTunes one just doesn't really allow for that. But if you do want to leave us a five-star review on any platform that you're listening to this, we're doing a $100 giveaway. So between now and September 1st, we're going to take all of the five-star reviews and put them in a hat and whoever wins will get a $100. Are you looking for someone to share their deepest, darkest secrets on keeping their marriage spicy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you like, please dish on how to be a cool parent? Because yeah, I don't know. Please tell me. Well, Jamie Otis and Doug Hayner have got all you hubbies and wifeys and mommies and daddies covered. Yep, that's us. Because each week, we're finding a guest who will spill all their dirty secrets. Oh, yeah. Because we all want to keep our marriages hot and our parenting cool. Here's the show. I have our very first guest that's been here two times in the little Hot Marriage Cool Parents studio, which is literally my dining room. <laughs> Welcome, Miss Kate Sisk. Thanks for having me twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. So the, I have so many questions that I am dying to ask you. And I feel like all of Married at First Sight, that whole world is dying to ask you. For those of you who haven't watched Married at First Sight, uh, Kate is from season eight of Married at First Sight from Philadelphia. She was married to Luke. Uh, I think currently is still married to Luke. We'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Even though she doesn't want to be. We'll get into all of that because I am dying to know like what is happening in Kate's world. Like I'm curious like what is she dating? Does she have a new job? Does she like I mean everything. I want to know it all. So first things first. Um. Well, I mean, I guess I'll just flat out ask it. What is new with you, Kate? Um, so I have been working on my own business. I launched in March 2019. It's called Hidden Intimates. I started it with one of my closest friends, Flo. 
Um, so it's an online store for lingerie and sleepwear, and it's my passion, and I am so excited about it. I get to do what I love every day. Oh, lingerie and sleepwear, huh? Yes. But not like the the super like sexy, sexy lingerie and all of that. It's like very classy, feminine, um, unique pieces. Ooh, okay, wait. I have to like get back to like start from the beginning of this because I did not know that you were an entrepreneur. I didn't know you knew how to like design clothing garments. And I mean, how do you even do that? So I don't actually design them. What we do is we find um, independent designers or we go to the market and find wholesalers and we find special pieces and we curate a collection like a boutique, um, but online only for now. We've done live events. We did one in Philadelphia. We're looking into doing some more in Atlanta, New Jersey. So What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kate, I'm so proud of you. Thank I had you. no idea. Yeah, it kind of just... I don't know. One day my friend and I just woke up and we're like, the time is now. We just have to do it. It's what we want to do. And there's no better time than now. Oh my goodness. I'm like so inspired by that because I just feel like it's awesome to know that you're doing what you love in life. I mean, you get one life to live and if you're not loving your current job, then like it's time to just like truly sit down and think like what could I be doing differently where I could actually get excited for Monday like if you're dreading Monday every single week or whatever work day it is for you like I know so you know if I was working at um uh, uh as a waitress before I became a nurse and I just dreaded it because I felt like man I felt like a slave to like people who are hungry and I'm like listen it's just food people like <laughs> relax but like I just dreaded it and I couldn't wait to become a nurse and so that's awesome that you like you took the opportunity and you really it seems like you're self-taught you figured it out for yourself yeah I mean I studied marketing and then I used to my first job out of school was at anthropology and fashion buying and that's where I met my partner um so we did have that background in fashion buying um and I had like the business background but yeah like starting your own business you definitely need to self-teach yourself constantly every single day and learn something new to grow your business but it's exciting because it's something new every day and you're always learning and it's great <laughs> that's incredible I I have to go to one of your shows when it's in New Jersey let me know yeah are they like open to the public how do you people find out about your shows um so we post them on social media and we send out some emails and the next place that we're going to be popping up is actually at the Cherry Hill Mall in New Jersey that's where I was before I came to you yes uh, they have um, something called the 1776 founders market so we'll be there um, from September to October, we're going to do an event, but we'll just be in the mall next to Urban Outfitters and Nordstrom. So stop by <laughs> if you're in New Jersey. What? That's incredible. Yeah. I will stop by. That's not very far from my home. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, I used to work at the Cherry Hill Mall in college um, at the Gap, and then now my store is in there, so it's like dream come true. <laughs> oh my gosh, that really is. I feel like that gi that gives me goosebumps because that is inspiration upon inspiration. I mean, good for you, girl. I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's switch uh, focus here. Dating life. I think we're all dying to know who is Kate Sis dating? Is she even dating? Like what's going on with the, with the love life? Um, so last time we spoke, I like recapped you on the guy that I saw after that I mentioned on the reunion and how that didn't work out. So since then, I've been on maybe one or two other dates. It just... It's, like, really weird dating after being unmarried at first sight, and I'm still trying to, like, wrap my head around it, like, because I'm always wondering, like, oh, do they know that I was on this show? Because sometimes I, like, wonder, like, 
if they even know I was on the show. And then if they do know, then they already feel like they know me. And it's just so awkward. But I think, you know, I'm ready to get out there, but I just don't really know how to do it because I don't want to do online dating because one of the first questions that I always get was like, are you on that show? And it's like, I just want to say hi and like, you know, talk, yeah. but, yeah. um, and just, I don't like online dating. Um, it's part of the reason I went on the show is because I hate online dating tried to look into matchmaking and it's like thousands of dollars to for a professional matchmaking service i don't i'm not gonna invest in that right now <laughs> so <laughs> for me that's a, a little bit out of my budget and then just meeting people organically i just don't i just haven't and so i'm not really dating but i'm open to it mm. and i'm just kind of waiting for something to happen i guess yeah i feel like that is a common problem with people who have been on married at first sight and have unfortunately like divorced because it's like all of a sudden your whole entire life is for the whole entire world to see so whether they watch the show while it was airing or not they can still have access to, to watch your whole entire life yeah you know and so you're like do I say that I was part of married at first, married at first sight do they know that I was like and do I ask if they know like it's, I can't imagine how difficult it must be yeah all of those questions go through my mind every time that I am about to go on a date or thinking about going on a date and I just still don't know the answer to any of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do you deal with it? Do I just tell them outright or do I assume they know or do I ignore it? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think I have no advice to give because obviously, <laughs> yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I've never been in that boat. So I, I like have no advice to give, but I think that if it was me, ugh, I don't know. I'm so sorry. I, I think that I would probably just. I don't know what I would do either. Honestly, I'm so sorry. That's like a poopy situation to be in, but, um, I don't know. I have, I mean, you're such a great catch and I know that there, I mean, you probably get hit up on like Twitter and social media, right? I feel like everybody, every guy was like, Ooh, I'll have her then. <laughs> yeah. I do get some messages. Um, you know, people trying to ask me out, uh, <laughs> and you're like, well, yeah. Uh, people, uh, sending me screenshots of like conversations that they had with Luke defending me and saying like you don't know how to treat a lady and I'm just like am I supposed to respond and then go on a date with you now yeah, like yeah. it's just it's it's also doesn't seem like the right way to meet someone like a stranger well I can't really say that but like, um, <laughs> like a stranger <laughs> what you married a stranger yeah, all right <laughs> see I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, I wish that I had better advice for you. Okay. Anyone of you guys listening, if you have advice for Kate, send it her way. Okay. So since dating is obviously not at the forefront of your brain right now, or is it like, is it something that you want and you're just not able to kind of get it? It's not at the forefront of my mind just because I think it's, I'm still kind of affected by everything that happened, uh, but not in a way like where I don't want to date, but I just, I don't know. I just, like, I'm ready, but then at the same time, I still feel like I'm worried that that experience is going to make me some sort of way in my future relationship mm. where I'm not going to be trusting or or there's going to be, like, that baggage where they know about my experience and then they're going to treat me some sort of way because of that. Mm. And What about, like, the business? Do you, Is that, like, kind of taken its own, like, it's take, it seems like it's taken off very quickly and doing very, very well. Yeah, just I just love it. And like, that's what I'm putting my time and energy into because that's what I'm passionate about. And, you know, I don't have like a family or children. I'm, I'm not married anymore. Well, almost. Um, <laughs> but like, I want to still feel fulfilled and happy 
Um, and I know that I can find fulfillment through my career as well until I also can find it in my love life. Oh, 100%. I feel like, I don't know, raise your hand if you're listening and you're like, my career was my love and my baby and my everything first. My hand is raisin. <laughs> raisin? Risen. <laughs> Raised. That's the <laughs> grammar, Jamie, grammar. <laughs> uh, so just because you touched on it, you said you're hoping not to be married soon. So you're still married to Luke. Technically, yes. Um, we couldn't file until like the show finished airing. So that's when we filed. And then we had to wait 90 days. And now I just signed my papers. But I think Luke is on a cross-country trip. We're just waiting for him to get back so that the divorce can go through. But yeah, it's uh, August. And we made our decision in November 2018. And I'm still not divorced. <laughs> oh, man. That has got to be rough. That's almost a full year of being married to someone that you don't want to be married to. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because like if you are dating and you meet someone you're like well I'm not married actually technically I am but I'm hoping to be divorced and uh I could just imagine that like just throws a wrench into everything yeah and that was the thing when I was looking into the matchmaking service um they said we have to disclose that you're still married and I was like well can we just not do this then yeah I could see that being a super weird dynamic (laughs) and it's like I'm not gonna invest thousands of dollars into your service because who's gonna want me if I'm a married woman like (laughs) And then if they want you while you're married, then you do you really want them? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's like throwing a red flag, a huge red flag out. Or maybe they would know about Married at First Sight, and so they know everything about your past, and you know nothing about them. I, yeah. That also is weird. Yeah, that's (laughs) highly possible. (laughs) Yeah, that's so crazy. Okay, so I have got to ask you all about this season of Married at First Sight. Are you watching? Yes, I am. Spill the tea. Okay. Um, I think it's a great season so far. Um, when I first started watching it, though, I kind of couldn't really watch it. Like, I had to turn it off a few times because it kind of, like, gave me, like, a little bit of PTSD. Oh, uh, my goodness. Yeah, I could Because it was that. a very, like, stressful time. And But then I was, like, I started watching it again, and now I'm, like, totally fine. But I definitely am noticing that Amber is going through, like, some of similar things that I went through. And it's kind of sad. Yeah. So, okay, let's let's give a like a quick like catch up of what happened with you on your season of Married at First Sight for any of you guys listening who didn't happen to catch her season of Married at First Sight. Kate, can you explain to them? Yes. I met Luke at the altar. We had previous he had previously recognized me from a speed dating event. We went on our honeymoon and he told me he wasn't attracted to me. So that was really difficult. Um and then we ended up he at kissing and he said that he felt dead inside and repulsed after kissing me on our honeymoon every time I would like try like I mentioned getting divorced and he just would be like no I really want this to work so he would like do something really nice say something really nice make me think that he really meant it and then he would just like do something really mean and it was just like this cycle and it was just a terrible experience (laughs) so when you say (laughs) yeah so when you said that you guys kissed on the honeymoon you guys actually you had sex though didn't you we did on the honeymoon but after he said that that was not after sex he said that after we kissed Oh, okay so we had had sex the night before and then the next night i kissed him um because we were laying in bed together on our honeymoon and we always cuddled like he initiated cuddling and then i kissed him and i was like are you okay and that's when he said those famous words (laughs) i don't i don't even know how you did it 
Um, and then the other thing I wanted to ask, I know we touched on it previously and I can link that in the show notes, which episode you are on, but, uh, what made you want to stick it out with him when he treated you so, you know, really so horribly? Um, I think what made me want to stick it out was that when I signed up for this, like I, and I still do really believe in marriage and commitment and that, you know, if people are acting a certain way, it's not your fault. Sometimes it's like they have an issue and I don't know. I wanted to get to the bottom of it. He was my husband and I thought, you know, eight weeks, like, let's just stick it out. Like I made this commitment. I'm not just going to disappear. I did actually ask if he wanted to get a divorce and he said no at the one month anniversary. Um, I was like, are you sure? Like, do you see this getting better? And like his answer was always like, yes, I want to stay married. When you have someone that doesn't want to get a divorce, but then they're acting like they don't care. It was just a, a mind F U C K. Yes. For <laughs> better words. Yes, exactly. Kids do not spell that out. <laughs> do not read what I just spelled out. <laughs> oh man, that sounds so, so, so tough. I mean, I just can't even imagine. Do you feel like you got the amount of support you needed from the experts? Because there are four experts on the show who are their whole purpose is to match you with someone that's perfect for you scientifically and then kind of hold your hand throughout the process and I'm you know I gotta be honest like my experience has was has been nothing and has continued to be nothing but amazing with the experts but I'm also married to my husband how about for you when you actually are someone who were going through a really hard time with your husband throughout the process and then you know sense as well um so I put a lot of trust in the experts like up front um to match and that's part of the reason that I stayed I was like I went through so many hours of like testing and questionnaires and interviews like they're doing this because they're going to match me with someone and on the other end that's going to be a good match so like that's also why I stayed but um I do feel like that maybe they didn't really know everything that was going on because Luke was quite different in front of the camera um than he was at home like when the cameras weren't there so there's a chance that they just had no idea and that they could have been getting like one story from him where you know he's saying that you know I'm an alcoholic and I know uh, <laughs> and uh and just that he wants to stay married with me or whatever or like things are going well I don't know what he said but like I know that he talked to Dr. Jessica much more than I did um and he could have just been saying everything was fine because I just I just don't know. Um, and I didn't really talk to the experts as much. But I do see that this season they are a lot more present um, mm -hmm. than they were for mine. Uh, and I after the show, I did talk to Dr. Jessica quite a bit. But I do think that I don't know. I, I think that they just ha didn't know what was going on and therefore yeah. they couldn't help. You know, it's so funny as a viewer watching this and like, and also because I host Married at First Sight Unfiltered, so I get to meet you guys throughout the process of it. But even still, like watching it as a viewer, like just as a viewer, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, how were these two paired? And like, is it just for TV drama? And I flat out asked Pastor Cal, what, literally at the Unfiltered studio, I was like, is this just for drama? Because I mean, come on, like you couldn't see this, foresee this happening. And Pastor Cal, I almost like wanted to like, I mean, you, he's such a, he, of course they don't do it for TV drama. Like he's a stand up guy. He, and he wasn't offended at all that I asked him that, but like, I almost was like, God, Jamie, like that's a really cruel thing to ask someone when you know, I know his heart, but like, yeah. it's so hard to watch and be like, you didn't foresee this like train wreck happening because 
this is really a train wreck right now. But they really, I mean, I genuinely believe from the bottom of my heart that they don't. Like, people like, you know, unfortunately, like Luke, like, he was very, very manipulative. And not just to you, but it seems like to them as well. Yeah. And, you know, and because he's not here, I always do want to play devil's advocate because I don't think it's fair to, like, trash on someone, you know, when they're not here to kind of defend themselves. But... I mean, I flat out said it to him. Like, I think the way he treated you was absolutely wrong. I mean, even, no matter if you're on TV, no matter if you're, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've been through, you do not tell somebody the things that he's told you, like that he feels dead inside and repulsed after he kisses you. I mean, that's just a, such a hurtful thing to say to someone. And then to like kind of play with your emotions the way he did, because like, as you said, he would say, no, I want to stay married. And he seemed to be like into you. But he wasn't right. Like so, yeah. what? Like what? What was that like? Like, and how did you did you catch on that he wasn't truly into? You? I mean, I guess you kind of did. Yeah, like I really had a gut feeling that you know he wasn't into me. Either I wasn't his type, or he just wasn't into me. And you know, after talking about it, he's like, "I'm still committed. Like I believe in this process. So like that's why we kept going forward." But yeah, I don't know, like. There's something to his charm, too. Like, I don't think it was just with me, but I think it was with the producers or, you know, with the experts. Like, he's a very charming person, and he's very likable. Um, so you can kind of get lost in that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, honestly, I can attest to that, because even sitting for Unfiltered, chatting with him, he's a nice guy. I, I honestly... I mean, at one point, I think he got up and cried, right? He left the, the his chair crying, and I felt bad for him, because I was like, man, like there's two sides to every story. And so I'm like, what's, what's going on in his brain? But still at the end of the day, how can you justify like the things that you're saying and the way you're being manipulative? Like there's no justification in that. So like, I do feel bad for you. Like, I feel like there's such a hurt in him or or something that like just hasn't been revealed. And so he hasn't worked, hashed out his own issue. And then he just kind of took it out on you. But if someone says they feel repulsed and dead inside after kissing another person, you would think that then they would give you the grace to be like, okay, if you want a divorce, sure. Like, or, or no, like, or be honest at least and say, if you, if he's having feelings for you, then like maybe like share that, or it's going to take some time to like break down the walls. But I don't feel like you got any of that with him. Um, there were points and this was adding to the confusion that was my life at that point, um, where he would be like, I think, you know, I am I'm growing to be attracted to you. Like, he would say that, like, after a month in. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what does that mean? And he was like, I really care about you. And he would always, like, throw in these little things that would make me, like, be like, is he serious? Is he not serious? Should I take this? Like, I don't know. Like, we're married now. Like, we're committed. So which, which side of him do I believe? Do I believe that I'm not attracted to you or I'm growing to be attracted to you? I'm committed like it was just I didn't know what to believe yeah and so because uh, I know you said that you guys had sex throughout the whole experiment right for the most part yeah yeah I mean not like often but we did um a few times yes so I feel like that's I mean I just can't <laughs> right around that yeah because you don't like you do not have sex with me and then like treat me like poo like that yeah um the thing was, it was like we were we were married. We were spending almost every night together cuddling. And, you know, once in a while we had sex. And it took a while after he said those comments on the honeymoon for us to, like, get back. And, like, we moved in together. And then, you know, we tried again. And 
I mean, it was just a mess, Jamie. It yeah. was a mess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I know. Oh, it's so sad. You liked him. I mean, you dealt like you dealt with his BS. <laughs> yeah, it's. I definitely did start to grow feelings for Luke, and uh, I'm not ashamed to admit that when you spend every day with someone that is your husband, um, and you go through something like this, feelings naturally will develop no matter how they treat you sometimes, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and sometimes the wrong sort of feelings can develop if someone is treating you a certain way where it's almost like they're like, they have this power over you. Um, and unfortunately that is what happened. So yeah. You know, I kind of want to touch on that for a minute and I didn't have that on my notes to talk about, but I think it's really important for us to talk about it because I come from a family where my mom was, you know, in a domestic violent, not this, this is more like emotional, um, and mental abuse for you. But like, I really just want to touch on this for a minute because my grandma was in like kind of like an emotional type of mental abuse. My mom was in that along with domestic violence my sister was in domestic violence so it's like a cycle I feel like in family and so for those of you listening sometimes it's hard to catch that you're in that cycle right like you don't really believe that's you and you don't want to believe that you love the other person even though they're they're either being physically abusive which is easier to catch on to obviously because they're actually like choking you or hitting you or pushing you but when it's mental and emotional abuse it's really hard to differentiate that because you're like but they love me I know they love me like we have a family together or you know we bought a home together or what or we've been together for five years I can't believe they're truly being physically or I'm sorry mentally or emotionally abusive so let's touch real fast on like what are the signs of mental and uh mental and emotional abuse um I would say putting you down um and like neglect so like they'll like come and be like oh I care about you and then you know they'll be gone for like two nights and that is like abuse because they're like giving you little pieces of like showing they care but like do they really saying like horrible words to you and then trying to make up and forget it by saying something nice like right after that was just like my situation um but I'm not an expert in this yeah. area. <laughs> no, I think that's perfect. I think another way is like manipulations. Like real fast top pointers are um, neglect, like you said, because someone who kind of puts their needs over yours continuously and just completely uh, has no care or, for, or like for your needs or your desires, that's definitely a huge red flag. But also like the smaller things like the manipulation. So where they kind of manipulate you into believing that you're the one that's in the wrong. You're the one that's having the fault. You're the reason why this fight keeps on happening. You're the reason why he loses his job or she loses his job or that all the bad things are happening. That's a huge, huge red flag. I think that that's like one of the biggest ones. That and jealousy is a huge one. So if someone is like checking your text messages or your DMs or seeing like who you're hanging out with or wanting to listen to your phone calls, I mean, those are all signs of control that are also manipulative and it is uh, is 100% an act of mental and emotional mm-hmm. abuse uh, so it doesn't take someone because I always thought for a very very long time that because my, I always thought my mom would be like you know she would be choked out or like beat up or like my, my stepdad held a gun to her head and I was like I clearly know what domestic violence is and physical abuse but I wasn't able to differentiate mental and 
emotional abuse because it's there's no like there's no bruise on your body there's no like scar left and so it's hard to recognize it when you're in that situation and I feel like you were definitely someone who was in that situation and we'll get to it but I feel like Amber might be someone in that situation right now on the current season of Married at First Sight and before we leave this topic I do want to talk about this certain app that I am a huge fan of for any of the any of you listening if you know someone in this situation and you don't really know what to do for them, I think one of the best things that you could do for them is get them a therapist, truly. Like, find... Oh, yes. <laughs> you think so, too? Yes, I completely agree with that. Did, did, so Ther- did therapy work for you? Like, did yeah. you see a therapist after Married at First Sight? I did, and it's been working wonders. I feel like I've learned so much about myself, and I'm happier, and I feel, like, clear and confident, and I think that therapy really helped with that. Do you, did you find, because I know that sometimes for therapy, first of all, there's a stigma associated, which I think should be like demolished because Agreed. it's, yeah, it's just so sad that there's ever a stigma associated with that because it's like the one thing you can really do to help yourself, that someone's really there unbiased there for you to like as an outsider looking in. But did you find that you needed to talk to different, like, did you hit it off with the first therapist you ever talked to, or did you need to kind of like filter through a couple to find the one that you really like jived with? Dr. Jessica helped me out with that. Yeah. <laughs> so the f- so uh, I got a recommendation from her and uh, it worked out really well. So that's amazing because that's the one thing about therapy that I'm always kind of like, hmm, like it's not. E- and that's what I want to also be sure to tell those of you listening that sometimes it's not the first person, like the first contact that mm-hmm. you get. It, that doesn't mean therapy doesn't work for you or it's not for you. It just might be not the right person for you, not the right match. And sometimes therapy can be super super duper expensive and we're lucky because when you're on married at first sight that that's like in our contract that they would offer for therapy which is awesome because I used it myself and it's like it was like $200 a session I couldn't have paid that like I could not have paid that like therapists make like $200 for 45 (laughs) minutes I'm like I'm in the wrong career (laughs) no but so if you want to for those of you listening if you want to know about uh, something that you can offer either someone that you know that's going through any sort of trouble or even for yourself, there's this site called Talkspace. And essentially, it allows you to talk with a licensed therapist. There's over 5,000 that they have on this site. It allows you to talk to them like from your own home, obviously, and literally at any moment. So Talkspace Online Therapy makes taking care of your mental health more affordable and convenient than ever before because all you all you have to do is like go to the site, tell them that you want a therapist, and you just can you can also provide your preferences for therapy and they'll match you with one of their 5000 plus therapists the very same day. You can send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture or video messages from anywhere at any time. And I think that's the kicker here because sometimes you need a therapist like at like midnight and you don't have time to wait to go to the office especially for teens like I I like really think this is important for teens because with the suicide rate being so high and whatnot it's like man if we could just get someone for them to talk to before they went down this bad spiral it would just it would just be so good and they can and they love texting so it's like this is just perfect for a teen but no matter what you're going through, know that you're not alone. There are more than 1 million people who feel happier with Talkspace. And like I said earlier, finding the right therapist can be stressful because you're not sure you're going to get matched with the right person, but it doesn't have to be. The Talkspace matching process takes your unique preferences into account to find you someone whose style and expertise matches your needs. And if you want to switch therapists, you can do that at any time. There's no cost involved. So you're not like stuck with the same therapist. And the best part is, is that this is super affordable. So one month of therapy on the Talkspace platform costs about the same amount as a single face-to-face session. 
And best of all, you'll never have to wait a week to share what's on your mind. You can literally pull up your phone and like text your therapist. It's, it's really incredible. Talkspace has more than 5,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, to get $65 off your first month. And like I said, this is something that I genuinely believe in from the bottom of my heart. It truly is way more affordable than seeing someone face-to-face, although that's another great way but this is just makes it super convenient and super affordable so like i said you can go to talkspace.com and use the code jamie to get 65 dollars off your first month and okay have you ever heard of care of no i haven't what is it you've never heard of care of care of vitamins no really okay so care of vitamins we'll just quickly talk about this real fast and then we're going to get back to matt and amber so care of vitamins they're seriously awesome. Essentially, it's a subscription ser- subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs. So you literally just go to their site and you answer like a little short quiz and you tell them, oh, I want my hair to look, you know, nice. Like yours. Okay, my- <laughs> you're so sweet. But no, you can say like, I want my hair and my skin to look beautiful or I'm worried about my bones because I'm a woman and we tend to have osteoporosis or I'm trying to get pregnant ding, ding, ding. That's me. (laughs) And I want good prenatals. Literally after you answer this quiz, it'll like select all the important vitamins that you should be taking daily. And it comes to you in these little travel size packages and it's personalized and says your name. It says, hi, Jamie. I have them upstairs. I'll have to show you. And there's like a little cute quote that's on the package. Uh, They're just, they're amazing. And, And the thing that I love the most about them, these vitamins are scientifically proven to be effective, which means everything to me because I feel like I don't know that every single vitamin brand is. They don't always put it out there, but I'm like, I know that these vitamins are, so I'm taking something that's actually working in my body. So the best thing about it is that it's super easy and convenient. It can be really hard to know what vitamins or supplements you should be taking, but Care-of makes it super easy because after you take that quiz, then they will just tell you exactly what you need to take. It comes to your front door. They ship it right to you, so you don't have to worry about going to the store, picking up your vitamins. Making sure you take them. And those, they come in these little individual packages that I was telling you about that are super travel friendly. So if I'm gone for like three nights, instead of having to take like three bottles of vitamins, I can just take three little tiny packages. And it's nice because they're like personalized with my name, has a little quote that makes you feel good. And you're like, okay, good. I feel like I'm doing good for myself. <laughs> so yeah, if you would like to get yourself into a healthy routine and just make sure they're taking good care of your body, then go to take care of. Dot com. You'll get 25% off your first order if you enter the code Jamie O, J-A-M-I-E-O. And yeah, you'll get 25% off. So just go to takecareof.com, enter Jamie O, and you'll get 25% off your first order of Care of Vitamins. And the last thing I wanted to share with you, Kate, and those of you listening, have you ever heard of Postmates? I have, but I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Wait, what is it? I never learned about Postmates till I was in Manhattan with one of my girlfriends, Erica. And she was like, oh, let's just order off Postmates. I was like, what do you mean? Like for, for dinner. And I was like, what does that mean? Because like the room service at the hotel we were staying at was like atrociously expensive. Postmates is awesome because it's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, any kind of delivery service you need. So when you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9, a breakfast burrito at 8, an ibuprofen at 10 because you have a hangover from all the red wine <laughs> four, that you started at 4 p.m. and you kept going to like 2 a.m., you can just Postmate it. Literally anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver it. They're the largest on-demand network in the United States, and they offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need 24 hours a day, 
365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store, especially like when you're traveling and you're like, okay, I really, I'm hungry or I need, I don't know, the ibuprofen. And you're like, where do I go to get all this? Like, it's just a so much easier to just postmate it they'll deliver it right to your hotel or wherever you're at even at your home you could use it it's awesome you can download the app for free it's ios and android you can browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time and for a limited time postmates is giving our listeners 100 dollars of free delivery credit for your first seven days which is awesome because that's like free anything you want so to start your free deliveries download the app and use the code cool parents that's c-o-o-l-a- I can't spell C O O L P A R E N T S for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. When you download the Postmates app, anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it, download the Postmates app and save with the code cool parents. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. $100. That's a lot. (laughs) Oh my. Thank you. Postmates for offering everyone listening a hundred dollars of free anything. That's I like I feel lucky to be able to yeah, offer that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but okay, let's get back to what we were talking about because I really think it's important to hone in on this. Matt and Amber. So you've been watching their relationship. Yes, I have. It stresses me out. <laughs> oh, I know, me too. Oh, like this is what happens when I watch Married at First Sight now. Even with your season, I wanted to be like, Kate, like, <laughs> go like reach the TV and just shake her by the shoulder and be like, Kate, wait, he's not treating you right. Don't take him back. And then, uh, but same thing for Amber. Like the girl is so sweet and so genuine. Went clearly went on Married at First Sight to find love and for marriage and happiness and love. And then her husband is just like, Oh yeah. Like I'll come home when I want to. I'll just leave my wedding ring in my drawer in the drawer. She'll never know. Turns out she found it, buddy. And turns out she's not cool with you hanging out all night long and just coming back whenever you want. Thoughts yeah. on this? Um, I feel like she's in a very tough situation where he's every time he does something wrong, he's coming back and he's like, I'm sorry. Like, I really want this to work. I really care about you. And then they'll get, like, very affectionate. And you can tell, like, she's so into him that he, like, and she's married to him. And Decision Day is only a couple weeks away now, I guess, uh, in terms of the airing. So, like, why would she just, like, leave? And I feel like people, something that, like, upsets me is sometimes I read the comments and everybody says that, like, you know, me or Amber, like, we we don't stand up for ourselves or that we're weak or we're desperate. And I don't, I think there's another way to look at it where I don't think Amber's desperate. Like she knows what she wants. She wants a husband. She wants a family. She signed up and committed to be in a marriage and she respects that commitment. And just because like her husband has some issues, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) (laughs) like with being, you know, being what, you know, would be a good husband, like, that doesn't make Amber desperate. Like, is she just supposed to get up and leave and quit and walk away? Like, she doesn't know him enough yet to, like, maybe he really is struggling to adjust with a a marriage. Like, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, and then then having the cameras follow you, like, I don't know. Like, is she supposed to just walk away now? I don't, I don't think. Yeah, I think that some of the biggest problems are that, well, if he went and left and he didn't come home what was he doing in all that time I don't know I want to (laughs) know yeah and like and that's there lies the question so like if he was genuinely just needing his space no joke Doug and I just got in an argument in the car because I was like 
no, I don't think it's cool what Matt's doing. I just genuinely don't think it's cool that you leave your wife. I don't care how much struggle you're having. There's like a bathroom that you can go soak in the tub and like relax. There's probably a spare room. You can go for a walk. Like you don't have to just leave the whole entire night, not answer any of her texts or calls. Oh yeah. That and is unacceptable. I mean, right? That's unacceptable. But Doug is like, you know, and, and he's a dude. So, and again, um, I guess I'll play devil's advocate because he's not here, even though I don't want to, but, (laughs) (laughs) but he's a dude. So like they are wired differently than us women. So Doug was like, like give the guy a break. Like maybe he just needed space, but I'm like, okay, well that's fine. Whatever. But what was he doing in those 24 hours? He doesn't really disclose a whole lot other than, you know, I don't even know that he even apologized. Like he just is like, yeah, yeah, I was gone. So what? Like, excuse me like you're married now you're not allowed to just leave your wife like and then come home and expect that everything should be hunky-dory like that's crazy to me it is crazy and I don't know if he understands like you could see like how hurt she was like and I remember like when Luke wouldn't come home a couple times too like you don't you don't see it coming and then you're like oh well I guess my husband isn't doesn't want to spend like the night with me we just got married like what's going on like and then it just kind of like really hurts and you could see that it really hurt her and I don't know like it just doesn't seem like he even thought about his wife in that situation and yeah and that's like the biggest problem there is that he isn't putting any thought or respect or care into his wife and like that's his wife the person you're supposed to like love and nurture and and put before you and you know he just doesn't seem to care and so it's like okay fine if you're not into her then just say you're not into her and don't leave her like dragging along like this like don't drag her like a puppy dog like on a rope you know like it just it just breaks my heart for her because you do see that like he also is someone who kind of like tells her what she wants to hear sometimes and then he'll just do whatever the heck he wants and it's like okay wait so you're confusing all of us right now but the the thing that's easy for viewers to see and and like to go back to your point where people will comment and say oh they're not strong women or uh she's she needs to put her foot down and make him respect her it's like you only see a snippet of their life and so it's hard so I get what you're feeling because I feel the same way like 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 I said sometimes I just want to shake her and be like don't let him treat you like that but like you don't see what happens when the cameras turn off. So people, like you said earlier, Luke was like a different dude when the cameras turned off. So what is Matt like when the cameras turn off? I would die to know. Yeah. Did you hear it was like earlier in the season, she said when they were walking back on their honeymoon, he said something that was like very, like he like kind of like flipped out on her. Did you catch that part? No, wait, tell me. Um, I can't remember what it was about. Oh, she offered to pay like, their their salary yes while he started his business and then when the cameras went off like he like got angry at her because he thought that made him look stupid or something oh uh, we'll <laughs> see this is a bad sign <laughs> already <laughs> yeah that was sign number one i think yeah and i love that like I feel like that's something that's easily missed. And this is how like not to like go back to it, but like this is how emotional and mental abuse starts, right? It's easily missed. And then all of a sudden, like, cause like he shouldn't have yelled at her for that. She was just being nice. Like he should have tried to understand where she was coming from. She was trying to support him and nurture him and love on him to help him grow while, you know, while he, while she thought he needed to get on his feet, which is true because he's a basketball player all over the globe. And she's like, well, I'd rather have you at home with me 
I can pay the bills while you figure out whatever business you're starting. I mean, I don't know. Anybody else would be like, thank you, I babe. would love that right now. Can yeah, <laughs> like, thank you. But instead, he yells at her and tells her that she made him look bad. And he did it privately. And you know what I mean? Like, that's just very manipulative acts. Yeah. And it's just super sneaky. shady. Yeah, it's very, very shady. And, you know, not for nothing, Matt is very handsome to look at. Yes, he is. He is a gorgeous man. I could see why she instantly ha- like had feelings for him. I mean, he's hot. Like, it is what it is. He's yeah, he hot. Is. And he's talented. <laughs> he plays basketball professionally. And, and sings. Yeah, like, everything Serenated a woman her. wants. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Which, like, let's talk about that serenation. Though. Like, do you think, is it serenation? Serenading? Serenading? I don't know. Serenade? I'm So grammar's <laughs> not my strong suit, I guess. I'm learning that through this podcast. <laughs> Forgive me. But, um, because I know that you're a singer and you play guitar. So tell me your honest thoughts about his ability to play guitar and sing. Do you think he's talented? Do you think he's like, what do you think? Yeah, I think he's talented. I think that anyone that also has the courage to, or the ability to write original songs and then play them in front of people is, and I respect that so much. So, and I do think that he has a talent. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's (laughs) good to know from another professional musician because Beth, I can't recall if this has been aired or not, so I'm not sure if I can talk about this. Did you see Unfiltered with Beth? Not on yet. that. So Beth, which is a whole other character and a whole other topic, but she was like picking on him, saying that she didn't think he was a good singer. Oh, and yeah, there's a, a lot of, of comments on social media too about oh really? him, his music not being good. And I was like, wow, you guys are so mean. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that took that takes so much to like music comes from like the most personal space for most people i believe and and then to sing it and share it takes so much courage at least it did for me and and then to have people i think that maybe they're kind of just they feel bad for amber they don't like him as a person so they're just like your music sucks and yeah i mean i don't know like i could see that i also th- i think it's okay like i'm not like gonna put it on in my car but i think that he has a talent yeah <laughs> Uh, speaking of that, I also noticed that a lot of people are saying that they think Matt may have signed up just to like further his career. So he's a professional ball player, but now he's getting too old for that and he's real hurt. So now, so then he comes out with a guitar and music and serenades her and it's like, oh, are you just trying, this is what like is out there in the world. Like, oh, are you just trying to get a music deal or something? What do you think about that? Um, I don't know. I I hear that a lot. I think that. Um, a lot of people always go to someone signed up to be on the show to further this aspect, like their music career, their business, their this, their that. They just they're modeling. People are saying that about Iris, I think. And it's just like people can have a career goal. They can have a passion and that makes them who they are. But that doesn't always mean that the two are connected. Like you can go on Married at First Sight and want to find love and also like playing music. Yeah. You just have to, it depends on the person. I don't know what his intentions are yet. Like we don't know. I mean, there's some definite like shadiness going on and that could be true. Like he can't play basketball anymore. And now he's like, well, I'll just go be on TV. I don't know. (laughs) You never know. He could really be looking for love. I don't, I don't know. No, it's so true. And I like what you said because I mean, 
there's nothing wrong with being an entrepreneur at, but also wanting to find love and just happen like and wanting to do it on TV like anybody else. I mean, there's a lot of people that want to go on TV for anything and everything. There's nothing wrong with just having certain goals and then also wanting to find love on Married at First Sight. I mean, quite honestly, you're crazy if you want to go on Married at First Sight to pursue your your business or your like those types of goals because I mean, you're legally marrying a stranger. Like, are you sh- and the whole world is going to watch if it's a disaster and they're going to, and then you're gonna have to try to like fix that at the end. So if anybody can speak to it, Kate, you can, right? Yeah. I mean, fans can, and people that watch a so- show can see right through it. Like if you're on for the wrong reasons, there's a camera around you almost all the time. Like even just like your facial re- things that you don't pick up on that you're doing yourself. Like think about Luke, the man, <laughs> yeah. but like you could just see right through it. So if you have bad intentions, like it's not gonna it's not gonna pan out for you it's not gonna pan out yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere (laughs) yeah no but there's nothing wrong with like wanting a business but also or like having a business and going on married at first sight as long as like your intention isn't to just grow your business that's what the point that I was trying to say because I do think people say oh I mean people say it all the time they they like like hate on anyone who seems to do well after finding success on television and it's like or not finding success on television but then you seem to be doing well it's like oh so did you just do that so you could do well it's like actually no but thanks like and if I was is that wrong like I mean well it is in this case with married at first sight because you don't mess with someone's feelings like that like if because a lot of people thought the same thing with Luke that he went on to like in, his speed enhance dating his speed, business yeah just enhance, enhance his speed dating, dating business and if that was truly his goal which I think you thought maybe that was his yeah, goal too I still think it, that was a big possibility yeah. I, st- I just have no idea still with him but I think well, that was a possibility I think the the moral of the story is learn from Luke's experience <laughs> didn't work out <laughs> I guess Matt didn't Did, watch season eight. Yeah, I guess Matt didn't catch on to Luke's experience because uh, that's not going to work out for you. No, that, that's just not cool. Uh, well, we never know. We haven't seen the rest of it. Oh, that's true. But from what we've seen so far, you know, it's it's not looking so good for Amber. Yeah, I mean, you're right, though. It, there is hope in the sense that, like, I mean, there is hope. And I should, I, I'm such an all or nothing that I'm like, I would get rid of him, but easy for me to say when I'm not in the relationship like and I just watch from an outsider perspective but um you know I just I just hope that he really mans up and treats her better that's all I have to say about that I hope so too and and honestly not one person who goes on married at first sight is like in the clear like we all are a little crazy a little mm-hmm. freaking weird like who <laughs> says oh yeah just analyze me and then find my perfect match scientifically and then I'm gonna hope to fall in love like who says that <laughs> we did like yeah. so we're all a little crazy so we can't sit here and like hate on Matt or Luke or anybody because we are all a little cuckoo but the thing the point of the matter is that that you really can grow you just have to be receptive to like what the experts are saying and the whole experiment and just stay open-minded and if you're not able to then that's like then there's no growth and there's no chance that it can work out like I feel like for you and Luke that's like kind of a perfect example except from the fact that I don't know because if he wasn't into you but was he open-minded to be into you who knows like I would love to talk to him no idea yeah so (laughs) like was he closing that off or because then it's never gonna work but anyways Let's let's switch topics to Iris and Keith. Okay. The first virgin ever on Married at First Sight. It's crazy. <laughs> 27 years old and still a virgin. I'm like, how do you do that, girl? <laughs> I don't know. I've never met a 27-year-old virgin. Yeah, me either. And also, not for nothing, but she's hot. Yeah, she's she beautiful. She is smoking hot. She's stunning. And she is a model in real life. Yeah, I've seen her pictures. She's 
very very good at it too yeah she's she's like literally a perfect she's stunning she's gorgeous and I'm like how are you a model and that beautiful and still a virgin and single like I don't get it <laughs> I don't know uh, she's just waiting for the right respectable man and good for her yeah. right I mean good for her so thoughts on Keith and Iris do you what do you think about them as a pair they both seem like really good genuine people um I love watching their relationship um I can see that they're both like willing to work and grow together they seem very honest they seem happy like I think they're a really good couple I do too I was like you know and I guess like this is a diss to both of us but I was like they're the hottest couple of all married at first sight I think they might be. Yeah. yeah. Like they're the hottest. Very I, mean, I noticed that too. It was like, wow, everyone this season is just like really attractive, especially Iris and Keith. Oh like, yeah. Oh my God. They are. He, Carolina, man. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in the wrong state. <laughs> no. Maybe I should go down there. <laughs> no, but he is not only super, super good looking, but I feel like he's so respectable to her yes. or so respectful to her because, you know, I can't imagine getting married to someone who's a virgin and then trying to navigate that, like walk on that water and make sure on that, TV. Yeah. <laughs> like, but They put him in a really rough situation, but he's handling it very well. I I mean what a champ right <laughs> very uh, yeah it's just it's amazing i'm i'm just like really rooting for them because me too first of all they're gorgeous so i just want to like <laughs> stare at them together like they would make the most beautiful babies but secondly like they seem to respect each other which is huge they seem to be able to communicate which is huge i know that keith is a little worried about her emotional uh like intimacy i guess like if he, she's opening up enough and stuff and i could see that uh, but as someone who's a virgin at 27 maybe it takes a little bit longer for the walls to come down kind of thing so i don't know i have like such high hopes for them i just want to see their future baby me too <laughs> like, they're like beautiful it's, it has to happen <laughs> okay but let's switch gears now to amber or i'm sorry elizabeth and jamie Oh, they're a wild card couple. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, I want to hear your take. Uh, I feel like every time I watch them, it's like, it's a roller coaster. Like I described my relationship with Luke as a lo roller coaster, but they are like on the craziest roller coaster. Like they are up and they are down. They're so passionate. You can see that they really care about each other. And I think they say, I love you now. And I, th yeah. I think that they are like, in love or like growing in love and they want it to work they're committed but then sometimes they just uh they do some crazy stuff to each other oh my goodness <laughs> they can be so mean to each other they can be so mean <laughs> but like and you can't even blame one or the other because they've yeah. both had their moments where they're so mean to each <laughs> other but no i don't know like at some points it's like how are you guys even working out right now but then you just see like they're just very passionate mm -hmm. people and for some reason sometimes it works but yeah I don't know they say they go deep though with the comments that they make to each other and they go like for the what's it called the jugular the jugular yes <laughs> sometimes they do that and it's, yeah I don't know they're getting like a lot of advice from the experts and I think that they're they're actually like trying to learn and work from the advice that they're given so I hope that they continue to do that yeah I was just gonna say that's like the biggest takeaway I've ever I could or the biggest advice I would give anybody going on married at first sight is take the advice from the experts right because I mean 
if you don't, then like, what's, how are you ever going to possibly grow? And I mean, we, like I said earlier, we're all a little cuckoo for getting signed up. You can't just like let them pick your match and then just like say, Oh, see ya. I remember AJ on your season. He did not want to listen or do the homework, but it was like, AJ, these people paired you. You might want to listen to what they have to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you got this beautiful wife. So I, I mean, I can understand why he get, got mad sometimes, but like also I think he realizes like what he ended up getting from that was, his like dynamite yeah Yeah. (laughs) he got he hit the jackpot for sure he he knows it but he brings a lot to the table too I feel like they are also AJ and Stephanie from um Kate season we're talking about now I feel like they're also like a very unique but very well paired couple they just get they just like hit it off and are genuinely in love like really really like making it work and uh they're yeah. actually going to be on the podcast coming up so in the future. So stay tuned for that. They're actually heading to Australia soon first. I don't know if you knew that. but Didn't. Yeah, they're it's going to Australia. They travel all over the freaking world. They do. World. That's a dream to just have a husband and just travel the world together. I don't know how they do that with like jobs though. I don't know. I don't know. I saw her a couple of weeks ago actually and she was just glowing. Like just Aww. so happy. Just the smile was on her face the entire night and... She's just doing really well, so it makes me happy. So update on Stephanie and AJ still together. How about keeping Christine from your season? Um, they're still together. Yeah, they bought a house, and uh, they haven't. They kind of like went off on their own a little bit, and are just kind of like doing their own thing. Doing their own thing. I haven't really me, Steph, and Jasmine haven't really you know like hung out with them or talked to them too much. But I mean, they have each other, and that's what they came in for this for, and they seem really happy. So that's awesome. Speaking of kind of going off on their own, Greg and Deanna seem to be doing the same thing in this season's of Married at First Sight. In this season of Married at First Sight. Uh, so Greg and Deanna, uh, also adorable couple, I think, anyways. Yeah. I mean, so adorable. Don't have a whole lot of drama. Like, just, like their biggest problem is that Deanna has walls up that Greg's trying to, like, break down. But he's so patient and loving and understanding. And she's realizes that about him so they have already have like this mutual respect for each other which is I, th- I think is like groundbreaking like how do they how are they like a couple weeks into marriage and like so respectful to each other they really are yeah and on top of that she hasn't been with someone for 10 freaking years that's a long time like how do you not date someone for 10 years and then kind of like become a pro at marriage <laughs> I mean she needs to write a book <laughs> <laughs> right yeah I I mean at least she has like guidance I don't know yeah, I think that that is the takeaway. Like, they, Greg and Deanna definitely listen to the experts and utilize their advice. But same thing with Elizabeth and Jamie. I feel like if they ignored the, the experts, they would be toast right now. Like, mm-hmm. they just are so, like you said, passionate. And they don't know how to control that passion. And it comes off as either super loving, which is obviously great, or, like, super destructive, which is obviously not great. But, like, they've really learned to, like, communicate and respect each other. And, like, I think mostly mostly – communicate like a lot of the times it was just like miscommunication and then they would like blow up over the silliest like argument I mean sometimes I'm like what are you guys fighting about do you even know like I don't think you know yeah (laughs) but they're learning it's like so fun to like watch this all unravel like while I'm married at first sight it's so cool uh but Greg and Deanna yes they are like I don't know there's really not a whole lot to talk about about with them because they just seem to like really care for each other but also going like super slow very respectful I mean, there's nothing like, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of conflict or anything. They seem to be doing well. Uh, When the show first came on, my business partner, Flo, 
she was like, oh, my one of my good friends went to college with Greg and had a huge crush on him. And I was like, really? Oh. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, now he's married. And he's a good, I mean, he, I'm, I always thought my husband was really patient and every girl needs a Doug. And I still think that, of course, but I'm like, like Doug, Greg is giving you some competition. Like he's pretty stand up hubby. Yeah, like, he really he, is. He is so patient and respectful and loving and understanding and just there for her to like love on her. And it's like, oh, like, okay, so every girl needs a Greg or a Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Doug would not like me saying that. <laughs> every girl needs a Doug. Yes, every girl needs a Doug. It's true. Doug is the best. And, you know, if he was here right now, he would be blushing, but he's working. Oh. So actually my sister-in-law just had her baby. And so I went right before we recorded this, but we couldn't both go. So, because uh, obviously I had to be here with you. So he went, he's there now to see our new nephew, Zachary. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. He's a little peanut. He looks just like his brother. He's the second boy. He looks just like his brother. It's crazy. Like just a little chubbier. <laughs> yeah. But listen, thank you so much for coming on. I want, I know that the, everyone listening are probably dying to know, like, where can they learn about Hidden Intimates or like go to buy Hidden, Hidden Intimates? How can they find you on social media? Like, tell us all the things, Kate. Okay. Uh, you can go to hiddenintimates.com, see our website and shop. Um, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, everything, YouTube. Um, and then if you want to stop by in person in September, October, we're going to be at the Cherry Hill Mall um, next to the Nordstrom and the Urban Outfitters on the second level at the 1776 Founders Market. Um, I'll be there some weekends, too, Ooh. at the store. So. Well, yeah, we'll be in the mall, which is great. So that's yeah. awesome. And then how about for you personally, if someone wants to DM you or reach out to you, do you like look into your comment? I read every comment and every yeah, DM. I try to read everything. So like before I go to bed, but there's so many, but I do read them all. And then sometimes I'll just, I don't always personally reply to individual ones. Sometimes I do, but I try to like do like a story. Um, oh, but yeah, that's nice. my Instagram is Kate Sisk one. Okay, and then is that where you're mostly active if they wanted to chat with you or whatever? Um, yeah, I tried to set up a Facebook page, but Facebook has crashed and it won't let me get a page. Like, it's been converting into a page because I've gotten a lot of requests that I wanted yeah. to accept, but oh, there's but you too couldn't. many. So Facebook is not working, unfortunately. That stinks. Yeah. You know, uh, side note that I don't know if everyone listening knows, but a little insider secret is that everybody on Married at First Sight, the cast of Married at First Sight, while their season is airing, they're not allowed to be public on social media. Primarily so that, I mean, do you actually know why that that's like the rule? Um, I think there's a lot of sleuths out there that try to spoil the endings uh, of the yeah, show. That makes sense. Also, like if they if you slipped up and you're like still married and you like, send a picture out, well, that does completely ruin the ending of the show. Yeah. So insider tip, they're actually not allowed to be on social media. I know that I get a lot of questions like, how do I follow this person? How do I follow that person? And I like don't ever know what to say because I'm like, am I a bad person if I'm like, well, this is their handle, but they can't like accept your request right now. So I, I like, never know what to say. So for any of you guys wondering why you can't find like Greg and Deanna right now online, that's the reason why, but don't you worry because I would be happy to share their handles and all the information about all of the cast whenever you ask as soon as, as soon as I possibly can, but I'm not trying to get fired for Meredith for a second unfiltered. I love that job. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kate, thank you so much for coming on and to everyone at home. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you loved this interview with Kate. I absolutely did. I feel like it was very revealing. Like, yeah, it was we had, fun. Yeah, we had a good time. We have to get together. I plan on going to Terry Hill Mall 
when you have nice. pin and intimates no joke i want to come and uh-huh. i'm going to buy something because i want to support you like Thank i want to support women entrepreneurs in particular i just love to support because i feel like the business world it has always been the man's world like mm-hmm. the man's business and it's like no there's room for us too we are yeah. smart ladies we can do it too right exactly so exactly. i'm coming to the mall you let me know when <laughs> and i'm gonna buy myself some the sexier lingerie that okay. you have because <laughs> Doug will appreciate that some black lace bodysuits maybe hey <laughs> my husband will like it and I haven't bought lingerie in a long time so I deserve it yes <laughs> all right <laughs> all right cool thanks so much for coming on and everyone at home listening thank you guys so much for listening like I said earlier Doug was out today taking care of well just visiting his new nephew but he'll be back next week I believe so and we have another married at first sight guest for you next week someone who's coming out from like i would say like not from the closet that's not quite the right <laughs> no that's a terrible like no but someone who's coming out from like the shadows because he doesn't talk an awful lot and he uh doesn't really share an awful lot but he's coming on and i'm gonna make him spill it all so who is it stay tuned <laughs> to find out who it is <laughs> and until then go hit up kate sisk on instagram and and look into her hidden intimates i mean we got to support these women entrepreneurs talk to you guys next week love you all bye bye